you could go and, and analyze the heck out of the numbers and get get into a state of analysis paralysis but it's truly honing in and trusting in yourself that you really know that this is the right fit for you you're listening to the right club podcast where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live come grow with us and join our community at the and now your hosts sarah larby and alfonso salami all right, and welcome back to another episode of the Right Club Podcast. Sarah, how's it going? It's going, it's going. What about you? It's going great. Uh, we got an awesome podcast today. Maria was on the show today, and uh, she's a wealth of information about the St. Catharines area. She's doing a couple different strategies, the, the, the multi-unit, finding some deals, wholesaling them out. But uh, before we get to, uh, to Maria and the podcast, what are you up to? What's keeping you busy? You know, I'm looking at a few different opportunities right now. I'm looking at a potentially a second cottage. I uh, sell one on the MLS. That's pretty cheap. I'm going to try to start lowballing a few just to see what I can get. And looking for my Hamilton property again, because the one that we had fell through majorly on a horrible foundation. The importance of getting a property inspector is <laughs> it could have cost us thousands. That's and, why you do uh, the inspection. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm doing a JV in Brantford. We're going to look for um, possibly, most likely a burr, but possibly a basement conversion burr. What about you? Well, big surprise, Burr. I didn't think you were going to do another Burr. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. I know. I know you're really excited with the JV, uh, with the JV partner, and doing that. So that's an awesome opportunity to do more and to scale even more. And obviously, Brantford is just on fire. You've been there for years and already know that. But yeah, awesome, awesome market. We actually are out next week to do a home inspection out in the Brantford area. So we're doing a couple more RTOs. Uh, I love the Brantford area, that kind of 401 stretch between Hamilton and London. My business partner, Adam, is in London. So that little stretch across, we're doing a lot of, a lot more lead generation in that area as well too, finding more clients, finding more people, keeping busy, keeping the number growing of how many rent-to-owns we're doing, helping other people, uh, investing in rent-to-owns. We had our recently our investor appreciation dinner, which was really cool. We got to meet a lot of new people. And the cool part is when you meet an investor and we are so focused like on the numbers, the deal, the ROI, it's a good deal. It's not a good deal. And sometimes, you know, we forget the emotions involved from all angles of it, right? Whether it's our tenant buyers moving into their first house or our investors making their first investment uh, in with Jag properties in, in a rent to own property. And just what, you know, some of the feedback that we got was they were able to go on a vacation and take their kids to Disneyland because of purely the cash flow that they made on that rent to own property. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, I didn't get my invitation, but that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's allowing them to spend more time with their kids and, and have that more, that time freedom that we always talk about. Right. So the more that we can do that, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely, definitely uh, what's keeping us busy and, and we're having fun doing that. So very cool. Now I know the last two summers you went to Italy. Are you playing another Italy trip? I don't think I'm going to Italy this year. I have a few small trips kind of planned. Actually, one of my good buddies is getting married. So we're a bunch of us in, in the wedding party are going to Cuba for the bachelor party. So get some fun in the sun and relax and doing a couple small trips here and there. Definitely maybe heading up to Port Stanley. I one of the cottages trying to find a couple of days when it's not rented or book it before it does get rented to head up there. So yeah, not doing the whole the one month trip, it's it's long and you know what, I've, I've done it two years in a row, so I want to change it up a little bit. Definitely go back in the future, but 
How about you? What do you got planned? What what are you, what do you got going on for the summertime or some trips or anything going on? Yeah, I mean, we definitely took a week on every single long weekend for our cottage because those are the weeks that we definitely want to be up there. It's the most fun. It's there's the most action, and so we uh, we usually have a group of friends coming up at every single long weekend. So the May two four, which <clears throat> you're not coming to because you can't, unfortunately. I know, I know. My buddy, hey, he's getting somebody's my getting, getting married. married. <laughs> yeah. I want to be there and say, at least I witnessed him getting married. So uh, yeah, no I know it's, it's a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing. And I think we're going to go somewhere for Matt's 40th birthday in November. So trying to Very figure cool. that piece out where we're going. I think we want to do uh, maybe like a somewhere warm in November, I believe like maybe like a sandals all inclusive. I've never been to sandals though. I think mm. my concern is when I do, I'm going to be ruined from everything else else afterwards yeah, <laughs> um, I've, I've been to uh i've definitely i've been to a sandals resort and every other all-inclusive that i've been to since yeah it's like second place to sandals they do a great job so if you can get out there and check it out for sure but you're right it'll up your expectations everywhere else it's good and bad <laughs> right and then matt wants to do the butler suite i'm like oh this is gonna be horrible we can never travel again after this you know no, the first, the first just, gotta get more, just gotta do more deals so that you can only travel like that that's what you gotta do yeah <laughs> we stayed at like secrets resorts and breathless resorts and stuff like that and that's usually our go-to like adults only all-inclusive we try yeah. to get, keep it at five star but i think it's gonna be a whole new level we've got some friends actually getting married next may in 2020 at the saint lucia sandals so oh, wow. that'll right. be next trip, but quite, I guess, about a year away <laughs> by right. the time this airs. But I'm excited about that. So we'll, we'll try to find another Sandals Resorts, not that one, to go to and try it out beforehand. Yeah. And that's good. And you know what? It is so important. And, you know, the last two years when I've gone away to Italy, it is like a reset. There's days here where from the time I wake up, from the time I go to sleep, it's just constantly on the computer, do, looking at deals, looking, talking, communicating, constantly work. So yeah, you definitely need to take that kind of time to take a deep breath, relax, and, and enjoy it too, right? We're, we're not going to be here forever. We don't know what we're promised. We don't know how long we're going to be here. So we have to enjoy those moments and, and all that hard work. What is that for, right? Is, is for the things that we love to do, whether that's travel, whether that's just, you know, whether it's a hobby, something local, like, again, I like playing tennis too. So yeah, it's, it's, it's so important to, to take those, uh, to take that time and enjoy it. And, uh, and yeah, and that's a lot what we were talking about with Maria as well too, right? So you can kind of have it both ways with what she's kind of offering is that if you want to be partnered with the deal and be involved and, and be hands-on, they have, she kind of ha offers that, but as well too, as the passive side of things where they, they're kind of taking care of it all as well too. So she was great. And I know I love that area. I, Growing up, I had friends in the, the Niagara area, and, and one of my first jobs was out that way there. I, I remember driving back and forth from Hamilton to Niagara, all the fruit flies on the front of my car, because it's like wine country, right? So all the fruit flies that were out in there, like in the, the spring and summertime. But it's a, yeah, it's a great area. It's only growing. Lots of development, lots of going on, so... Yeah, and Laurel and Daniel live out there as well in Niagara on the lake. So, and she's into the winemaking, and we still have to do that wine trip with her. <clears throat> yes, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, we're going to be doing yeah some wine tasting, and uh, there's there's one strategy: how to invest while drinking wine. Maybe no, I don't know if that would be a good title. No, it's or not. just not working at the winery with other investors, you know. So that's right. that's, uh, right. that's a big thing that also Maria talks about is networking and relationship building 
and just being able to connect deals with investors. So I think that's just really cool. Like she's doing something different. I don't think that there's too many people out there that are doing it. She's doing a dual strategy where some properties are wholesale, some properties they invest together in. So lots of different things in the uh, Niagara St. Catharines area. So without giving too much away, I think to have the listeners take a listen to this episode. What do you think? Yeah, let's get to it. Awesome. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Maria. How are you doing today? Excellent. How are you guys doing? Very good. Sarah and I are uh, very excited to be interviewing you. You have been a, a long time and a big supporter of the Right Club, both yourself and your husband, Carlo. You know, you guys come out to the Right Club events. Uh, your beautiful smiling face is always there talking to people, sharing your experiences. So thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So for all those listeners out there that haven't had the great fortune of meeting you, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself and what you do? And yeah, let's get right into it. Well, I guess to kind of chunk up my, my journey, more or less, I actually came from a corporate government background and not too long ago, decided when things in my life were kind of not exactly the greatest state, decided to make the changes. And uh, that led me to where I am today in, in being a full-time entrepreneur and building within the real estate industry, um, a trainer in the holistic world and mindset. And uh, more or less, it's been a transformational journey with lots of ups and downs, but I'm sure many could attest to that. And it's, it's just been an incredible, incredible journey and love to share my wisdom and share with others. And if anybody could take away what it is that I have to offer today or when we meet, um, that's more or less part of my purpose and goal in life is just to share and grow and uh, connect. Okay. All right. Great. Now, how long have you been an entrepreneur for? I would say my journey began in 2014. Okay. Um, quit my government. I used to work for the District School Board of Niagara and the Niagara Catholic and decided to, uh, an opportunity presented itself and decided to leave my government job and take a very big chance, which a lot of people would say that it was a bit crazy, but that's craziness is in the eyes of basically not doing anything. And I feel that when you're unable to make those choices and stay in a world of being stuck and uncertainty, um, that to me is more crazy than, you know, taking a chance on a, a dream and a vision. So, so, so basically began my journey in 2015 and just keep going and, you know, and growing. Absolutely. That's great. Now, how did real estate come about? I would have to say I've always indirectly, even from when I was an employee, I've always been surrounded by investors, not only investors that invest in businesses, but also within the real estate industry. So I've always been indirectly connected in there, but I didn't see the value because I had my government job, I had a pension, so I didn't see the value at that point. It was when I decided to leave that security that I had to be creative and knew that, you know, it was real estate that had the, the lucrativeness, the multiple streams of income that I knew where was where I wanted to invest my time, money, and energy. And that's kind of where I made that decision right pretty much from the beginning. And, and I know we've had several conversations as well too. And growing up, I think very similar, you know, with the, the Italian backgrounds, we were always taught, you know, go to school, get a good yes. job get the pension and all that kind of stuff. And that's what we were taught in school. So when you said, well, I had a pension, I didn't worry about investing because I had my pension. 
And I think more and more, even myself, my, my mom still works for the Ontario government. Mm-hmm. And luckily, the pension is still there, but it's not what they used to be, right? And, and even more private companies outside of government jobs don't have that pension. So we have to find a way for ourselves to create that retirement and to create that nest egg. And I know for yourself through Elite Property Investments that you guys are specializing in the multifamily and in the downtown core of St. Catherine. So maybe let our listeners know a little bit about why you select that type of strategy and why for that particular city. I love St. Catharines. It's one of my favorite cities in in the area but uh yeah but why for you are you guys specializing in those things well i'd say first and foremost the reason why we chose for us when we we did hire a a strategic consultant and uh because i lived in the gta and you see all these high-rise buildings and it, it was like you know how do people afford that how do people do it and it was always an intrigue so that's when we hired our strategic consultant to help us in the multifamily and that was kind of an i and i'm not a person i'm not here to say what are the pros and cons of investing in smaller, smaller single family homes and having those strategies versus multifamily. But for myself, I love the value of, especially for the vision that we want to create in creating economic development. Sometimes and we tailor to a certain demographic. And in St. Catharines, it's a, it has a particular demographic, which for us to get that elite tenant per se, it would take a bit more time. So for us, us, you know, I like the fact in a multifamily, you're able to leverage all those other units, the income coming there through those other units, if there is a vacancy. Whereas from personal experience with having, say, a one unit building, if there's a vacancy and you're looking for a specific clientele, then, you know, you could be waiting for a few months and that's money coming out of your pocket. So multifamily, that was one of the biggest reasons why we decided to focus on the multifamily. For St. Catharines, I have to say, born and raised in St. Catharines, I kind of, I know St. Catharines, the back of my head. And for myself, I moved away and lived in the GTA for over 10 years. And when I came back, it was like, there was no change. So for us, it's part of our big mission to now that there is beginning of revitalization and there is change occurring in the downtown core, the value that we see is not just acquisitions and let's help to revitalize, but I see the opportunity that with the changes that are currently occurring on an investment aspect, it makes so much sense because property still now cash flow and you could still find pretty decent deals and within the next five to ten years with our contribution at the city level which we've been blessed to be able to take part in you know i kind of already know where what is going to be happening and this is the time now to be investing because you're still getting those opportunities that cash flow within the next five, 10 years, it'll probably be kind of like where Hamilton's now, where you're going to be okay. You know what? Trying to find something that still makes sense. So, so this is truly the time. And because I'm born and raised here, it only made sense. It, it truly is a hidden gem. I'd say. Hey, right club nation. We'd like to take a short break from the podcast to introduce you to Ryan Carson, who is the leader and visionary at Carson law. It's a firm based out of Burlington, Ontario that provides legal services in the areas of residential and commercial real estate, corporate and business matters, estate planning and intellectual property. Ryan has handpicked his legal and admin team who have developed an efficient process that can help with every aspect of the transaction. This includes acting on purchases, sales, refinances, receiving funding, 
reviewing contracts, drafting and reviewing joint venture and partnership agreements, assisting with private lending, and building the right corporate structure. Right Club Nation, you will recognize Carson Law and his team as regular attendees and loyal supporters of our monthly meetings. They possess the perfect balance of legal experience and desire to achieve client satisfaction that ensures each deal is successfully executed in a timely manner. And by the way, even though there are main offices in Burlington, they have a mobile signing service that will send a lawyer to meet with clients, which is awesome. At Carson Law, you can count on their legal advice for home, for work, and for life. Now, back to the podcast. Okay. All right. Great. So you're local there. Now we talked about the multifamily. We talked about St. Catharines, but what is it that you do? So help me better understand. Cause I get a bunch of emails from you. <laughs> it sounds like there is like some wholesaling there. So can you just give us an idea of like, what is your business? Yeah. Uh, you know what? The simplest way to look at it, the way we service is in two simple ways. So the one way is a passive, you know, passive to our investors where it's hands-off opportunity and we take care of the day-to-day operations and they take care of the financial aspects. So that's one simple way. And the other way is, like you said, it's more the active way, the wholesaling assignments, um, off-market opportunities. So for ourselves, we're the ones that actually go and connect with those investors with the intention to purchase, you know, and then there may be times where it may be a better fit for one of our partners or an affiliate of ours. And so we give the option. So when we meet an investor, we give the option. It could be completely passive and you could work with us because we have the team's in place or you could take the opportunity and have it full control over that and have it more active and you could take care of that and we'll help you with whatever it is that you need to make that a successful opportunity i love that and i think for most investors it's a balance of both that you know if you are investing you want to be active in a role in what you're doing choosing the properties looking at that hiring different trades or people that are in the jobs but for a lot of people i know for myself too i'm looking at a more passive way of investing of hey, I, I'm going to be actively involved in all of our rent-to-owns, but there's a way to be passive on other investments. So so again, like Sarah said, the, the emails are coming out on a consistent basis, and that's amazing that you're you're finding these great opportunities. Maybe what's like a little tip or trick or something that you know that you've developed that you've been able to find these these types of opportunities, and, and obviously you're presenting them out to, you know, to a larger group. So how do you find that or, you know, without giving away the secret (laughs) recipe, but what are some tips or tricks that that you found successful in finding some good properties or good deals? I, I think at the end of the day, I'd have to say the biggest thing is relationship building. It, sometimes it takes us a while to, by the time you guys receive it through my, through our autoresponder, it could take us, it could take us about a month or so. And it's more or less for us, it's the communication with the investors when we are going out there through different strategies, which is kind of our little, our little secret of the different strategies, how we find them. But if it's an, if it's coming to us through a referral it's because we already built those relationships and we're at the point where we're even tag teaming through our affiliate teams and they're coming to us saying hey I have this opportunity outside of the Niagara region and that's the beautiful thing even though we're focused in terms of our acquisitions downtown St. Catharines we get opportunities all over which you could see outside even from up north to the Niagara region and it's because we're taking those opportunities and we see the value in it and assessing it ourselves 
then we want to be able to cater to, to all of our investors in their areas. So relationship building is the key for us, open communication and a win-win-win philosophy, whether it's with an affiliate or if it's from an investor from, to a seller. It's building, why is it that they want to sell, figuring out what that pain point is. And it's that open communication that has been extremely key to where, how we're acquiring these opportunities and building that trust very quickly, especially with the sellers. For sure. Communication is key. Now, yeah. now are you closing on the property and then finding an investor or are you just marketing that property so that it stays off the market? I'm just trying to wrap my head around the mm -hmm. business strategy. Yeah, it all depends on how we receive it because we do get opportunities through agents as well. So we do work with agents on the off market, of course. So if they have exclusive offers, depending on how they have that opportunity, usually in a case like it's coming from there, we would just make an, you know, we would work something with that agent. If, if it's right to an investor that's coming to us or we find this opportunity, it, it's more or less we have the intention to close on that opportunity, but depending on where we're at in our acquisition, we most of the time assign that contract. So that's kind of the probably the most traditional way of doing it. So no, we're not closing on the opportunity. We're just basically going through the negotiations, going through the due diligence in terms of, you know, seeing if the numbers make sense and then packaging it up and then assigning that if we decide that this person would rather take that themselves as opposed to partnering with us. So that's probably the simplest way and the most common way of how we, we do this. For sure. And finding the, you know, obviously the, the right opportunity or the right deal for the, the yeah, right person in terms of exactly. what they want to be. Exactly. Yeah, we, we give them that option. It always goes back to that main option. You do you want to partner with this? Now, keep in mind, we're working on actually we're working on eight deals right now. So wow. it's, it's a little bit crazy. There's few of them that a partner and I that we're looking to actually look, we're looking for money partners. It's for an 11 unit and a 26 unit building right downtown. So in a case like that, no, this will not be an assignment. <laughs> so <laughs> this will be more of, okay, you know, who would like to partner in this exclusive, incredible opportunity on a purpose-built multifamily in a, in a very, in a transitional area. So for sure. And, and I think we, we hear that a lot from the guests that we interview, from the people at the Right Club that come out. And you're going out, and these aren't just perfectly packaged, fantastic, wonderful investments that are just put on your lap that you're like, hey, let's just do it. And it's a no-brainer, is that you have to be creative. You have to find different ways and, okay, what's going on in this market? What's going to be happening? What are the types of clientele that's there now that are going to be there? So you, you got to do a lot of that research. So yeah, like maybe walk us through. I know we were talking a little while back and you had like a very interesting, it was like a kind of a heritage type uh, property that was, you know, there was an, I don't know if you ever closed on that or whatever, we were talking about it, but what are some like unique properties that, that you've seen that have come across your table where you're like, oh wow, this is kind of cool. And that, you know, you were able to either, either wholesale it or, or work with an investor or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that heritage property, it was a beautiful, it was built in the late 1800s. That was in Niagara Falls. The thing is, this is, this is the thing. Yes. We're investors. And we, as much as I love my purpose built, <laughs> I also like to see when you can be extremely creative. I always look at the creative aspect long-term, not only can this be suitable investment, not only for us, but even for our partners, but it doesn't have a unique element 
element to it that say could even provide job opportunities. These are the kind of things that we look at and there's been some really creative things. So with that one, it was on two and a half acres of land right in the core of Niagara Falls, you know, built in the 1800s. It had such character to it. The problem is, it was deemed heritage. So to an investor, <laughs> anyone who has dealt with a heritage type property, there could be a lot of basically shackles to, to be, you know, you know, it would take some time to uh, abide by those, reg, you know, those heritage regulations. So needless to say, we were unfortunate not able to find a buyer, nor did, were we able to find a partner. So we had to let that opportunity go. But we, we get a such unique opportunities. Lately, we've been getting actually a lot of development. So, so we've been kind of even looking at and learning the ropes of the development industry as well. We do work with builders. So it's been fortunate that if something we don't know, we have the team. So that's the great thing about building your power team. The chances are as much as I love to say, I know everything that we're always learning, but we have the teams in place to be able to provide us the information. So if it's something that I'm not sure, I could go to this person. So in terms of opportunities, yes, we get pretty much from development, We've had heritage opportunities. You know, we get your, your basic purpose builds, your burr strategies. We're now getting into a lot of uh, flip opportunities because a lot of people have been, investors have been coming to us asking for, you know, these secondary suite conversions and flip opportunities. So we've been even learning those ropes because for us, we're the multifamily specialists. So we've been kind of tailoring even our knowledge and gaining that knowledge in other areas as well. So that's, that's really interesting, Maria. So when you look for properties, I'm sure there's some, a list of fundamentals that you look for different things that you analyze. Can you give me an example of, you know, let's just say all of a sudden there's a sixplex in St. Catharines. Like what are the, some of the things that you look for to deem it a good fit for you or another investor and be something that you, you share with the others? First and foremost, financial analysis. <laughs> so, so for us, it's, it's getting the, you know, the rent rolls, income, expenses, going through that financial analysis. And basically for us, we always go in with, okay, what is to the seller? What is your number? What is your key number? Then we go in and with our power teams, we're even at the point where we're tag teaming with mortgage agents and they're providing us with market analysis information. And with our agents, we're getting those CMAs, you know, those old comparables. So we're doing all of that work up front just to see. And most of the time I'll say as much as I you know, love working with investors, but everybody, all investors believe that their properties are worth more than they actually are. So we put a lot of time and effort in that analysis, in the market research, in the financials. And as much as we try to get as much information from the sellers so we could truly get that due diligence aspect done first and then say, okay, and that's when we go into negotiations and say, well, this is why your property is not worth it. So that's, that's the first key thing that we do. Then we also look at the market itself. What's going on in this area? What are the key things? Is there, is it transition? Is this a sketchy area that's in that transition? Is this a, a prime area that would account for the high purchase price? 
So um, then we go into the market, but specializing in St. Catharines, I kind of already know what's going on. So, so that aspect is a lot easier. So when we get opportunities in downtown St. Catharines, even if the numbers aren't, say, your 20% ROI or 30% ROI and your eight cap rate, as much as we want to see those numbers, we look at the long-term projections as well. Can we create that 10% cap rate within five years? So we're looking at the current numbers also in the projected, you know, three to five year numbers as well. Yeah. And I want to take it back just a little bit. You mentioned that you're actively involved with, I guess, if it's the St. Catharines as a municipal government you mentioned, or you said you were involved somehow. So mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit more about that, how you're involved in, and maybe give a little bit of advice to some of the listeners out there about what's going on in that Niagara region and what, what we can expect? Yeah, we were blessed because I don't know if for anyone has heard back in 2017, Thorold passed the rental licensing bylaw. It happened very quickly and very unexpectedly. And we knew right away because Thorold is a subset, a suburb of St. Catharines. So we kind of already knew that, okay, if they're doing this, usually cities around that tend to follow suit. So we actually started to take action. And yes, the city of St. Catharines was considering on the rental licensing bylaw. The fortunate thing is when they had the open forum, many people from the industry, investors, landlords, you know, even civilians, you know, property owners that were like, okay, well, they kind of knew that this was going to create a very negative change if passed. So what the mayor of St. Catharines, uh, Walter Senzik, decided was that he formed this mayor's working group. And basically the, what the mayor's working group's task was to find an alternative route that dealt with, you know, that would address the issues at the city level without having to pass the bylaw. So they basically... I guess there was about over 200 applicants and we filled that out with a very unique perspective and we got chosen. So for myself, we got chosen and I was chosen to be part of that mirrors working group. So to work right in, you know, right in line with the city. So we're at a point now where our recommendations have been addressed and now they're going to be put forth to council. And hopefully we, we have some incredible recommendation. It was an ex- incredible experience. And I have to say to the city of St. Catharines, they did a really great job choosing the unique opportunity you know, people in that group from not only service providers, uh, investors, Brock University. Um, so there was a, you know, even tenants. So there was a very unique perspective on different levels. Um, so so being part of that was an incredible experience and to provide that type of feedback and um, experience was incredible. So that's yeah. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. That's great to hear. And thank you. I'm sure on behalf of many investors for, yeah. you know, do, making this happen. Yeah. I will say, I will mention that for anybody who's looking at St. Catharines, any units, four units and below, as of now, they're not looking to pass the bylaw. I would just recommend, because moving forward within the next few years, I don't know, but what I would say to any investor that are seeking opportunities four units and below, do your due diligence. If it's an illegal unit, make it legal. So at least you, not only are you putting, you know, putting that time, money and energy and getting this into a property that yes, is safety, safety compliant, that have the right permits, that is a legal unit. 
That's the first thing I would recommend. Even though it's not on the table right now, you never know what that's going to take. And with what's happened with Thorold, I've seen been seeing a lot of investors that in that Thorold area selling their properties because they haven't been able to, the money it would take to be compliant and licensed. So that would be my recommendation for anyone listening to this and looking to start their investment journey in St. Catharines moving right. forward. And I love that. And that's like yeah. taking, taking that word, becoming like a market expert. That's like yeah. taking it to another level is now yes. you actually have a say and an impact of what's going on in the market yeah. that you're investing in, that you're looking for properties in mm-hmm. and actually can forecast of what's going to happen. So that yeah. that's important. Nobody has a crystal ball, but yeah. if you're part of a part of a committee where you're working together for the improvement of that area and development and talking to different businesses and all that kind of stuff that, and, and knowing what's going on in that area, that information is just, is vital. And I know as an investor working in all across different cities in the province, it's tough for us to keep track of all that. But the cities that we have, like our quote unquote, the normal rental properties. And I know Sarah, you know, she's a market expert in Brantford. Mm -hmm. It's knowing what are the industries, what's going on, what legislation's in the pipeline, what's the mayor's plans, what's going on with transit in the city, knowing all that and being on the committee. Kudos to you for, for being an Mm -hmm. active part of that and actually part molding what's going to happen in that city. So that's really good. Thank you. Awesome. So Maria, as a CEO of Elite Property Investments, how are you different versus somebody else that's doing something similar? I would have to say what makes us different is, um, well, first and foremost, I was born and raised here. So, so my knowledge goes back, you know, well, I won't tell you how old I am, but that's okay. <laughs> but it goes back many years. So uh, that would be first and foremost. So we, we built the connections and even from building those connections on the municipal level, the trades level, and having those connections is what's invaluable to somebody that isn't familiar with the market. For us, it's, once again, it goes back to having that opportunity where we give that opportunity, you know, to have this property, it could either be a passive opportunity where it's completely hands off, we take care of the day-to-day operations, and it could be from a three to five year contract between that partnership. Or you want to take, you want to get your hands dirty and you want to take this fully, we provide that opportunity as well. And the great thing about our services is that, once again, we have the resources in place and that's why we pride in saying we are your one-stop shop so even if you want to take that opportunity we could connect you with your electricians we could connect you to your contract we could connect you to whatever it is that you need um, to make that a successful opportunity and I think the value of now, because we're looking to even work with in alignment with the city and apply to several opportunities of being part of different committees, I think having that knowledge, like you said, Alfonso, being able to be connected at not just an experiential level, but even on a level to kind of know what's going on, connected with developers and connecting at the city level, that information is truly invaluable to anyone entering any market. Another way, we also take a very holistic approach to how we work, coming from a mindset background and leaving my job and basically investing in myself and you know, personal development. That's the best investment, first and foremost. As much as I could have at this point, if I didn't make that investment in myself, I probably could have had my, my 
20 properties with the money I put into myself. The thing is, is that we all know the day-to-day grind and the stress that could be accumulated. And to be able to have those tools and know holistically how to work and go through and manage those stresses on a day-to-day basis that we all go through has been probably the most invaluable. So for somebody who's joining with us and maybe in a a stress moment, being a trainer in the holistic industry has been a key thing to really truly understanding at an internal level what people are going through and understanding truly without assessing their words, but truly understanding what people are going through internally and address that while we're going through the journey together is what really stands us apart. Yeah, that's else. so important. And, and we, we yeah. say it often you know, on the podcast, at the events, in conversations that we have is we, we want to learn from the people. We want to get the knowledge experience from the people that have done it, that have experienced that. Mm-hmm. And if, if you don't, you find it, you find that experience, you get that somewhere. It's out there. We're not recreating. People have been investing in real estate and doing this for many, many years. So we want to find the best of the best of doing those different things and getting those experiences. I think I heard an analogy this week. Well, if you want to drive a Ferrari, don't take advice from people that are driving Corollas. And there's nothing wrong with Corollas, but that's the thing is, right? People that have done it, that have experienced it. So as you keep it, you know, embarking on this journey and every day is something different, something new and a lot of different things coming across. What does the future have in store for you or how do you envision your future? What are your plans? What do you want to see kind of unfold or what are your plans? And I have to say for myself, I am a very going back into the personal development area for myself. I'm actually a board designated trainer with two different boards in the field of hypnotherapy in neurolinguistic programming. I'm a master trainer, a master practitioner in timeline therapy and a master coach. So my day-to-day practice and for myself is going through that personal development journey and being able to connect and really start honing in and getting back into the training industry, which was before launching Elite Property Investments, that's where I was, was working on the mindset aspect, which to me is invaluable because you and I know that we could learn strategies. You could just go on YouTube and figure out how to do a strategy, but really until you have somebody that could really manage and know how to work holistically on a mindset level, it's getting back into those trainings, destination retreats. This is the exciting part of what I'm excited to to, to get back into because once again it, it's it's an area that is so invaluable that to really hone in and understand truly know who you are and align that with elite property investments vision is creating that economic change and creating sustainable industry which is what St. Catharines right now is lacking very blue-collar society. So it's utilizing the students. We're a student city and doing it in a way that's holistic and able to train people first and foremost on that mind space and honing in on giving back to the community and contributions. So, so that's a very, that's kind of dear to my heart and being able to give back to the city that has given so much to me. And this is kind of where we're looking to our journey is progressing too. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing and kudos to you for all of that. I mean, if you ever you do a retreat, by the way, let me know because uh, <laughs> that yes. sounds like a lot of fun, but congratulations on everything that you've accomplished. So 
The next part of our podcast is our lightning round. So we're going to get uh, four questions. All our guests get the same four. And are you ready? Yes. It's now time for the lightning round. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Sarah Larby. Sarah's goal is to help other Canadians create wealth and retire earlier through real estate investing. Ever wonder how to find, screen, and manage the very best tenants? Go to www.sarahlarby.com to download her free guide. How about where to invest? If so, Sarah is also giving away a free checklist to determine where you will want to buy your next investment property. Check it out on her website. Okay. All right. Question number one. What is the best advice that you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? I would say the, the, the best advice that I've received is, you know what, trust in your gut instinct. That's something I already believe, but for people that are in alignment and that have that synergy, it's, you know, trust in yourself because you could go and, and analyze the heck out of the numbers and get get into a state of analysis paralysis but it's truly honing in and trusting in yourself that you really know that this is the right fit for you yeah and have that and have that confidence right and yes. put that when you get behind that that's great yes yeah all right question number two of the lightning round what is your favorite real estate investing resource i, I would have to say well, that's a good one. I think the greatest resource uh, would have to, you know, networking with like-minded individuals because I meet people every day that have been doing this a lot longer than me and being able to connect and network and learn from other people's experience to me has been key. We meet such incredible people, successful people, and sometimes just having that opportunity to get out there and meet those people is to me the best and plus for myself i love people and i love talking and i love connecting and being able to learn and listen from others and and even contribute to them because as successful people are sometimes there are people do get stuck sometime right so so it's even providing that value to them mm -hmm. very true absolutely so maria what is the one attribute that has made you most successful uh, I would have to say it's grit, grit, perseverance. And even though there's been times, especially leaving a security job, <laughs> not even being able to pay yourself because we've always reinvested back in the business, I'd say it's belief, belief in yourself. As much as I could give you all the different strategies, I think at the end of the day, there is no investment strategy that is going to give you that belief within yourself. It's also in part of taking that action, believing in yourself without having to analyze the heck out of things and just trusting in the people around you to say, you know what? Yes, you're okay. So that's probably the one key thing I would say. Nice. That's great. So again, we want to thank you for joining us on a Sunday morning to record this podcast. But the last question of the lightning round, on a typical Sunday morning, what are you doing? What are you up to? On a typical Sunday morning, well, when I have, when I'm with my kids, so we're on a, when we're with the kids, I'd say we are usually spending time at my parents' house. So being Italian, you know, Sundays tend to be uh, yeah, we have our pasta lunch. So that would be the typical Sunday morning is getting together with my siblings, my, my sister-in-law, my, and going to my parents' house and having a traditional Italian meal. 
So that's more or less whether with the kids or not, that's kind of where we're at usually. And, and if not, I would have to say sometimes just taking uh, some time and tying up some loose ends and getting ready for the week ahead of us. So, so that's kind of how we prepare ourselves in the evening. Yeah. Man, you Italians have a great weekend here. I'm going to invite myself to one of your houses. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, sure. Anytime. (laughs) Sundays for pasta. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Oh man, that's amazing. Cool. So, so Maria, if listeners wanted to reach out and know more about you, where can they go? Where can they go? You know what? You could definitely look us up on our Facebook page, Elite Property Investments, Inc. Um, personally message us. I guess you'll be disclosing my, my personal phone number or, you know, email. A- anyway, info at ElitePropertyIMV.com is our emails. We're pretty easy to find or even through our website. So, so. Absolutely. And you'll always see Maria's smiling face at the Right Club event. At Adventures. the Right Club, exactly. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah. And you've given us so much information, a lot of knowledge. But is there anything that you want to leave with our Right Club listeners, the last words of advice or, or that you'd want to share? More or less, for anyone who's considering on coming out to the Niagara region, there's a lot of exciting things going on. For somebody who's even looking to up-level into you know, larger multifamily commercial opportunities, please come and join us. We have a, an external group called Opportunity Knox. So through our website, you can register and take part in that group. It's free to join. And that's where this group gets, eventually it'll be an education platform, but currently right now it's all opportunities before they go external to the public if they go external go through that group so for anyone looking for those off-market opportunities want to get into say Catherine's multifamily commercial we're definitely the people that you want to connect to and lastly you know what just go for greatness and just keep on going don't let the day-to-day to do stop you from achieving those goals and we're all in the same boat we all have the ups and downs so just keep going and team up with the people that you truly there's a synergy there and you, you know that you could trust and you know and everything will will work out the way it's supposed to go for greatness i love that thank you so much maria for being on our podcast and we're looking forward to you coming to probably every single event so we're looking forward to seeing you at our next event thank you (laughs) so much for being on the show thank you for having me wow what a great conversation we had with maria what did you think sarah yeah, she is on fire. I mean, it's awesome that she like she took the leap from cushy full-time job with a pension and just said, I believe in what I can do. I'm just going to go for it. And she did it. And now she's doing it successfully and building those relationships and making deals happen. It's, it's just awesome. What did you take from it? Yeah, I love the fact that she's integrated herself into her market. We always talk about being a market expert, if you're going to be buying buying holds or, or doing a burst strategy, and you're a perfect example of that where you know the Brantford market. Anytime that there's any property, I pick up the phone and call you and be like, is this area good, not good? And you know that like the back of your hand. And she steps it up a level where she's now actually involved sitting on a council with like the mayor and other business owners, people that have a stake into the community where you actually can have a say right? And what's going on and at least have a little bit of a forecast of what's going on in the area. So when you take control or want to be in a market, man, that's a way to do it is that you actually now have a involvement in that. That was really, really cool. And, and I advise that to anybody out there. If there's, there's different special interest groups or councils that 
are talking about cities. Like I know in Hamilton, there's like a development group and different members in the right club have told me that they're part of that. And it's just that information that something's, maybe they announced that there's going to be something built in a certain area. Well, hey, us as real estate investors, if that's going to target our clients, hey, we want to be in that area. Or they're building something that not good. We don't want to be in that area, right? So I love that. She's on that group. Yeah. How about, how about yourself? Yeah. You know, if there's anything Niagara related, then I know who to go to because she, like you said, she lives it. She breathes it. She's in it. She's in it with the right people and the right decision makers as well. And like when they were, and she mentioned Thorold has licensing. I actually didn't even know that they implemented that. And it's really cool to see what they've been able to do for St. Catharines and how they rallied together to make sure that didn't happen in St. Catharines. Yeah, absolutely. And, and every city is a little different. I know we work in London, Ontario, and they, they have similar as Thorold, right? Like a, a license to have a rental property, a rental license out there. Yeah. And some cities are on the fence on it. They're not sure. They're, they're seeing if it works, but I love that they're able to find other solutions and being part of the solution because a lot of people are so quick to just complain, oh, rates are going up and it's too hard and you can't do it. And it's easy to find those examples or those negative things of why not to do something. But going out there and being part of it, being part of an effective change, that's that's what it takes to, to do this stuff. It's not, it's simple, but it's not easy. Or was it easy or not simple? What's I forget how it goes, <laughs> yeah. but it takes hard work. It does, it does. So Alfonso, there's probably a few people wondering, what does this licensing even mean? Can you touch base on that? Yeah, so essentially, I know in London, for because technically, like even our rent-owned properties, they are rental properties until the client owns them. But basically, it's a licensing fee the same way that you would have in, on your car. You know, when you go change your license plate sticker on your car, it's the same type of thing that you are registered. You have your address registered that it's a rental property. They come in and inspect the property. Now, they say they come in yearly. Now, it's not all the time that they come in, but at any time they can come walk through the property, obviously with the notice and they make sure that everything is up to snuff, that it's legal, that it's code, that, you know, and I think there's pros and cons. The pro that I like about it, it does keep like the slumlords out of the market, right? Where the landlords that have gotten the bad rap and in terrible living conditions, it does that. If you're going to do this, do it in a professional way that you're providing safe living for other people. So that, that's essentially, you, you're paying a licensing fee every year that to, for, I guess, the, the privilege to rent a property out in that specific city. And then there's a list of criteria, you know, I don't know them off the top of my head, but a list of criteria of what you need to keep up or the upkeep in, in your rental, in your rental uh, unit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's pros and cons. Like, yeah, that's the one pro that you mentioned. And absolutely, that's a great opportunity. But there's a lot of cons as well. And I really don't like the city or government telling me what I can do or cannot do. Like I'm going to provide safe, clean housing. That's just what I do. But I also don't feel like I should be paying them to be inspecting what I do. And again, there's like pros and cons. There's different opinions. But personally, like I would prefer, like I'm glad that Brantford does not have this. Mm -hmm. um, I prefer to just have full control. And another reason why I don't personally invest in condos, because I don't have full control of what happens with the condo yeah. board. Yeah, special assessments. I like to hang on to that control. Now, could that change? Potentially. I mean, I don't control that piece, but it's definitely, like I said, pros and cons. <laughs> of, Absolutely. Of Absolutely. And I think, you know what, for the most part, for the people that we meet, that we talk to, the, the attendees that come out to our, our monthly uh, evening events, for obviously a lot of the people that we've had on the podcast, they are doing it in the right way, doing it in a professional way that 
They're providing, and that's the type of clientele that we want to attract as well. Because, you know, just think if in one of your properties in Brantford, if you never maintained it, if you never took care of it, if you never took care of the upkeep and it was in bad shape, what kind of clients would you attract? Not the ones that you want, the ones that are probably going to miss rent payments and you're probably only going to see them at the landlord tenant board, which in my opinion is like hell on earth is like, like if I ever had to like punish one of my enemies, I'd be like, you have to go to the landlord tenant board for the rest of your life. I just, I'm just, it's not my favorite place in the world. It's, you know, in our province, especially, you know, it is geared toward the tenant as well too. But again, it's like they make the rules for like, I don't know, the stupidest people out there. And that's why I know I do agree. Yes, they are. You're paying it's a licensing fee. It's an added cost. It's harder to do business. But if it can get rid of the people that are doing it in the shysty way or the negative way and, and, and really providing less than adequate housing for people, then, then I, I look at it as, as a positive way. And to avoid the landlord tenant board is that we're getting better to clients. But yeah, there are definitely are downsides. They're going to control us. The government taxes, all that kind of stuff. There's just, it's that control. It's the they want that piece of it or they haven't found a good way. They, maybe they should come out to a right club event and figure out how they can invest instead of just charging a fee on people, right? That's it, right? I mean, what do you listeners think? What do you think at home? Is licensing a good thing? Is it a positive? Is it a negative? Why and, and when, why not? Like, you know, it'd be interesting to get some points of views on that piece for sure. Absolutely. And even just as a, just as a list, like you said, Brantford doesn't have the licensing fee. Hamilton doesn't. Now we know Thorold does. London, I think Waterloo. Waterloo is another one. So yeah, maybe uh, we need your help, right, Club listeners? Let's get a list. So all the I know we cover like the entire province and maybe some other provinces as well too, but definitely Ontario. But if you have a rental property or properties in different cities of the province, let us know if there is. Let's figure out. Let's get a list. We'll get it up on the website so that you guys can take a look at it. And it's just another piece of information that if you are going to invest in that city, at least you know ahead of time. And it's not like a surprise on the back end that, oh, there is all of a sudden an extra X amount per month that you need to pay. So send us the cities that definitely have the, uh, that have the, the rental licenses. And roughly get- also like what the price is, because I actually have no idea what the price of this is. You mentioned something per month, but I don't know if it's yearly or monthly or. Yeah, I, you know what, to be honest, I'd, I'd have to look it up because the ones in London, I think it's like on a yearly basis. It's almost, it's kind of like an insurance, right? Where you can pay upfront or, or if it is monthly, I, I'd have to get back to you. I will get that information. Or listeners out there, feel free to, to jump in and help us email us. And you can email me or Alfonso, Sarah at the right or Alfonso at the right and let us know. I mean, I think Waterloo does it pretty sure. Um, sounds like London. It sounds like Thorold, but uh, I'm sure there's some others out there that we don't know about. So let us know. And also, if you would not mind to rate and review our podcast, it just allows us to be able to share the content with more people that are going to be able to find our podcast a lot easier that way. So if you have an iPhone or any other phone, I think on iPhone, it's uh, it's definitely on iTunes. If you could subscribe, rate and review that. And, uh, and then we're also on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify and a few others. So thank you, listeners. We really appreciate it. And Alfonso, any last words, anything else before we let uh, everyone go? No, Sarah, thank you so much for, for being an amazing co-host. And, and uh, I, I love doing these podcasts with you. We're learning so much together from each other and from the amazing guests that we have. We love providing this content for, for our listeners. We want to hear your feedback. So let us know what you want more of. Let us know what you want less of. 
And uh, yeah, and we'll keep it going, keep it rocking. All right, and come grow with us at The Right Club and therightclub.com for our future events. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Right Club Podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.